Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. As he sat over the gurney with his 12-year-old daughter, Jenna, as she was about to be wheeled into the operating room for a liver transplant, Dr. David Feltz felt completely helpless. Worse, knowing that she would need his loving support and care in recuperation and the demands of living with acute lymphocytic leukemia while he was committed to a dental practice that had booked him out for months in advance was even more soul-crushing. There appeared to be no way he could be there for her. And that is a moment when he began to rethink his life. In today's episode, David continues his journey of helping people find financial freedom and create the life they want. We talk about his latest book, Own Your Freedom, Sustainable Wealth for a Volatile World, that teaches you how to create the freedom you can enjoy when you earn passive income through capital investments like real estate. Whether you're a young professional just out of college or a veteran business owner yearning for the next chapter in life, this book shows you how to start today. Welcome to Lifeology. Great to see you, James. It is always my pleasure. It's so funny. Uh, we've talked about this before. I've been on your show. You've been on mine in the past. You and I talk very quickly. And so <laughs> we have to both be mindful because we'll be talking 100 miles an hour. But we're going to have a great talk today. You know, when I, um, when I first met you, you had, I wouldn't say just changed over, but you, you, you've done so many things already. But you, we talked about your book, uh, What's Your Next? And that was one that was really powerful because you didn't want to be in your in the same practices before. Just like my life, I didn't want to be in my same psych, um, psychotherapy practice. And we discovered what our next was. And so there's become an evolution for you. So once you decide, discovered what was your next, now there's been other books as well. And so this iteration of, of who you are, what is different from this book versus previous things you've done in the past? Well, you're right, James, that that there is an evolution, there is an iteration. And I think that's one of the one of the premises I've, I've incorporated into both books is that Mm -hmm. This, 
this methodology that we go to school and we uh, achieve some career licenses, degrees, whatever it is to allow us to go on into a vocation, uh, that's fine and good. But there should always be the opportunity for each individual, particularly people who have an entrepreneurial mindset, to think yeah. you know, down the road and say, you know, there can be change, but, but how's that really going to happen? And most of us go to school and we get into a career path for security, right? We want to make mm-hmm. enough money to provide for ourselves and our families. And, and that's, that's, that's important. No, no doubt about it. But the, the fear of change, once we get into kind of a, a stable position, that fear of change or upsetting the apple cart is something I think a lot of people struggle with. And if it weren't for some of the adversities and the turning points in my own life, I'd probably still be there. Again, nothing mm-hmm. bad, nothing judgmental about it. But what I found in my own life and with the people I'm blessed to help, uh, there is a transformation to, to like what's next. And so this book, yes. uh, On Your On Your Freedom, really came out of the, the really the middle of COVID uh, last year in, mm-hmm. well, actually two years ago now, 2020, we've mm-hmm. gone into a new year already, 2020, <laughs> uh, when, when a, a lot of people found for maybe the first time that their income stream, what gave them that security and stability was shut down. Ah, yeah. yes, you know, uh, the, the virus and the government said, you know, you, unless you're essential, you, you can't go to work and you can't have your employees and the staff couldn't go to work and crazy times, right? And people thought, my goodness, uh, I thought I was all good here because I did all the work and I have a great business or profession and all of a sudden, wow, it's not there. I'm a big fan because of what I learned early in my life that to free up some of, free you up from feeling like you have to trade time for dollars. And I love, I love to mm-hmm. trade time for dollars when I, when I do it on my terms, but you yes. really have to learn how to own assets, own assets, yes, other yes. assets. And that can be businesses or participations in businesses as a remote owner, absentee owner. Or the other one I love is real estate. And owning those assets, if you do it the right way, learn how to do it, it can provide income, more passive income, where you don't have to be there to have the income come in. How did you discover real estate? So that's one thing you really focus on. I mean, there's so many different things you focus on, but I know real estate is one. How did you make that transition when you, you know, when you made the decision to leave your practice years ago? How did you recognize that real estate was what made the most sense for you? James, I found real estate before I even became a dentist. I was uh, oh, very really? curious okay. as a yeah, as a very curious as a as a college uh, student getting ready to go to dental school, and I just wanted to figure out you know how could I be a better steward of money that I would have someday. Uh-huh. I didn't have any then. I had debt, and I was working as a a waiter in a restaurant. But I knew I'd have to figure out someday to be um, to be a good investor. I just it was always my head. I was always entrepreneurial in my head, trying to figure out how to make money, and and so I read books. Uh, I was reading books about stock market and mutual funds and index funds. And I read books and books on real estate and the real estate just made sense to me. It's just like, here's a tangible asset. And I just like, I like something I can, you know, well, a dentist, I'll say, I'll sink my teeth into. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I just came out. Uh, but, but, but that's what I liked about the control factor of real estate. So I talked my dad into uh, being my co-investor, the financial investor, because I had no money, no credit uh, in the first property that we bought together. That was back 42 years ago, 1980. So that kind of dates me a little bit, doesn't it? Wow. Uh, and from that property that we owned together, I was the manager because it was in my, where I lived and my yeah. dad lived yeah. a couple states away. So he wasn't, wasn't involved in any management. So I managed it and we split the profits. We split the profits 50-50, which was, was for each of us about $25,000. You know, and, and that took about three and a half years to, to run through that property. And what I realized was that that asset that, yes, I had to put some time in on the front end to find it, acquire mm-hmm. it. And yes, I had to uh, oversee and actually do a little bit of the labor on it to update it, to make it the way we wanted mm-hmm. it. Um, but then that asset produced income 
without me having to show up every day and, you know, uh, clock in or clock out like I did for when I was waiting tables. And I realized that that asset over time produced a lot more income and profit than I did waiting tables at a pretty nice high-end restaurant back in the day. I was making some pretty good money. So that was my epiphany. So something about assets that can produce a plan B income stream. And that's what freed me up from my practice when my daughter was in the hospital and I'm struggling with, mm-hmm. where do I put my time now? I, I, yeah. I'm a dentist. I've got this practice, this business that depends on me, but I've got a daughter who has been going through some very difficult illnesses, leukemia and epilepsy, and then a liver transplant when she was age 12. And I'm going, okay, how many more chances do I get? Yeah. And I fell back on the real estate, which I didn't think I'd be doing that at that early age, early in life. I thought, you know, I'd probably be in my career practice tell most people do uh, doing the same thing till I'm in my sixties. That's what most people do because we want to yeah. be relevant. We want to be productive. We want to add value. And, and that's the way we learn how to do it. But I found out, you know what, there's other ways to add value. I like the concept of really working smarter, not harder. You know, people, people's time is money, you know, of course, but learning how to re- change that in the sense of, working quote less and making more money. I mean, that's the goal for everybody. And so for you, you found with the real estate, that's something that worked incredibly well for you. Now, a lot of people listening here, and we'll jump in your book in just a second. You know, a lot of people listening now say, well, because of COVID, when everything happened, I don't necessarily have the capital right now. I don't have the ability to acquire certain things. What would you say to them? Because there's always, there's always an answer. Well, I think it's, it's going to vary from different, different people. There's actually, you know, from the federal stimulus uh, that's come through, uh, uh, trillions of dollars have been pumped back into the economy and the markets. And it's almost like it's almost like uh, way too much because we have asset bubbles all over the place. It's, it's really the dynamics are not normal. That's what that's, I'll just say that they're not normal. So we are in very different times today. But what I what I found is that is that the most important uh, capital, James, for me, is relationship capital, who I know. Because, you know, when I started back with my first property, now, of course, my dad, was, I mean, I'd say that was easy. I mean, I had to, I had to convince him to trust me with an asset yeah. that he was going to fund. But, but see, I did that a lot going through life. I didn't, I took my little bit of my seed money, my 25000 and I was able to parlay, parlay that. Now, part of it is I had to find, find the opportunities. Well, how did I do that? Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I found people. I found people in the community who were, who were bankers, uh, attorneys title company people that worked with real estate, um, real estate people, managers, property managers. And by getting to know these people, letting, letting them know what I was looking for, certain kind of property where the, the seller could be flexible with how I could buy the property, that network of people allowed me to acquire properties very unconventionally. I wasn't going to the bank. I wasn't mm-hmm. putting the typical 20% down. I didn't have 20% down to buy very many properties. I'd be out very, very quickly because I was young. Yeah. So I think people are the greatest um ladder up to whatever you want to do in life. Uh, don't let the inability of yourself to, to have conventionally what you think it takes money, which some things take money, but people can, can advance your career path and your freedom much faster than any other uh, point of reference than, that, that I can think of. And I really, I really do like that quite a bit because, you know, when you think about it overall, I mean, there's, I've got to meet wonderful people like you and so many other people that if I hadn't met them, certain doors wouldn't have opened for me. And so I, I think that is some, something very important because in, in psychology, we have what's called law of the group. The law of the group is essentially you become the average of with whomever you associate. Yes. So if I'm, let's say, a level on a scale of one to 10, 10 is the most 
fulfilled, one is the least fulfilled. If I come in, let's say at a level eight of positivity and I hang out with someone who's maybe a level four of positivity, all of a sudden that average is going to be six. They level up, I level down. So I, I think it's incredibly important when you do surround yourself with individuals who perhaps know more than you, have more than you, who, who um, resonate with you in a way that you're like, gosh, I would love to be more like them. So I love to hear that you surrounded yourself with individuals. And so even you don't have to be the expert in this. And I like the fact that you don't have to be, uh, you know, a real estate broker. You don't have to be, you know, a real estate, whatever. If that's something you want, you just surround yourself with those individuals and let your team help you decide and what it is you can do and how to invest your money. And then from there, that's when everybody continues to level up. And then you take your next group and then you level up and keep going and going and going. It's, it's so important. Uh, one part of the book, a chapter, is on the principle of associations. Uh, so again, mm-hmm. to your very point, how you level up is, is putting yourself purposely, intentionally in, in, in groups or environments or with certain people. Uh, you know, you have, you have, you have to do that uh, by, 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 by intention. You, you, you can't sit back mm-hmm. and just be a soloist. And many of us were taught to do that, to carry everything on our shoulders as we, yes. you know, climb our way through through school. And, and there's a part of that that is true. Yes, you do have to be uh, self-reliant to an extent, but you can't keep that, you know, John Wayne individualist theory going throughout life because you'll hit a, hit a ceiling every time you can't do it all. And finding the right people is, is an art, much more of an art than a science, right? Uh, I mean, you just, yes. I found so much, so much relevance in, in, to your point, finding people that were ahead of me, uh, and, and, and living a life and thinking differently. Big part is, is how we think about life. We're brought mm-hmm. up a certain way to be, have certain beliefs about, well, this is the way it is. This is what you do. And I found very early on, fortunately, because of my curiosity, I found people that were doing things differently. I found the people that were in real estate were different than my colleagues in dentistry. And again, no right or wrong here. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in dentistry, it's, it's, it's very, very staid. It's very, you focus on the technical aspect of what you do, which of course that's important, but there wasn't mm-hmm. a bigger picture. And I found that people in real estate were much bigger picture, much bigger visionaries. And that yeah. really uh, spilled into me at an early age when I was open to it. And I could, I, I always, and that way I, I never stopped thinking or questioning uh, what I was doing, other people. I think the art of questioning Everything is a good thing to do, um, and I think I think sure people is. too much of the time get into a to a to a, a run rate where it's just this is what you do, and, and you don't question it all. I think mm-hmm. you've got to question mm-hmm. everything. I certainly do. People listening right now may think, well, I don't have any assets, and that may not necessarily be true. How would you help people to find what an asset is in their life right now? So assets, I think, are also skill sets, uh, experience that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody has has some kind of level of experience, uh, abilities, create creative abilities. And I think you know you can take certain tests like like Strength Finders just to throw one out. You know, mm-hmm. what are my what are my innate Definitely. abilities? I'm not talking about just the technical training. That's that's something that you could put on that that asset column certainly. But I say you know what I call transferable skill sets. I put a chapter in the book called transferable skill sets for that very purpose. You may, you may have gone down, again, training to be a certain type of person or a worker or bring value in a certain way, but everybody has other skill sets that just haven't been developed yet. No one, has, no one has helped you see what those are, and how can you take those other assets and put those in with other people or the constructs that allow you, again, to participate in something different uh, outside of your core, your core you know, business or career path? Uh, so, mm-hmm. so everybody does have assets. And again, I come back to the, the biggest one for me is like, who do you know? Who do you know? Because you're you're only a, a, a few people away from if you need a resource or need help with something. If you know some people, they can plug you in and, and, and the world uh, just opens up 
uh, way faster than if you try to figure out everything for yourself. I, I, I like the fact that you're focusing on one's, pers- you know, the, the assets, perhaps skill sets, soft skills, if you will, in some ways, um, perhaps all, also hard skills. But I like that because sometimes people think assets are only something materialistic or something um, right. when it comes to something you can see or tangible, which is definitely a part of it. But that is important because people are like, well, I don't have the financial acumen right now to be able to purchase things and perhaps pur- purchase, you know, real estate. But you're right, David, they do have a lot of skill set. I know for me, with the intersect for me when when I started, when I created Lifeology was, uh, and you know the story from before, but I was, I was in the television film set when I was younger and uh, entertainment world and then a psychology. And then once I was tired of my practice, just like you, wonderful time there. And, but it was just time for me to, to move on. But I found for me, okay, well, where's the intersects? I was like, well, I talked for a living. <laughs> I used to, I interviewed people. I was in, you know, the entertainment space before. And so that's how Lifeology was created. So I was able just like you to leverage my previous skill sets from before to be able to find how it all worked together. And then, you know, obviously Lifeology took off, but I, I'm no different than just, you know, you're no different and the people listening are no different. We all have that, but when you have to be very method- methodical, very mindful, what is it that you truly enjoy and how can you combine that together? And all of a sudden the word, world literally opens up for you. It, it does in so many ways. And what I found was what we, what we all love to do, I think is, is help other people solve certain problems. I mean, that's really yeah. what the world's about. Everybody, everybody, all of us have problems or issues or challenges we want to get through. And so who do we seek? We seek people who have a, a reputation or credibility in that arena. Mm-hmm. Well, again, how, how does that person help solve problems? Many times it's, again, it's, it's a, it's a coordination of different people, different, different people on a team that help do that. Certainly in my, my business today, which I love in Freedom Founders is I can't do what I do myself. I've got to have other people that help put all yeah. this together. And I love that. I love the, the harmony of, of orchestrating and, and creating together with other people. It's just, it's just so much fun to do that. And I think when people start to see the world that way, it can literally change everything about your outlook and how you see yourself and what could be your next and, and where you can, you can plant your, your foot in other areas that maybe you hadn't considered so far because you thought, well, I can only do these things. Nope. I'll bet mm-hmm. you've got a lot more there. You just haven't, um, hasn't been exposed yet. Yeah. That's super exciting and very inspirational. So even the title of your book, Own Your Freedom, Sustainable Wealth for a Volatile World. Walk me through the concept of, of sustainable wealth because, you know, in a world that was full of COVID, full of you know, what happens, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the world future, of course, but how, how do you create sustainable wealth? Sustainable That's wealth. That's a loaded question. For me, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there's, well, there's, yeah, there's, 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 there's two parts of it. I mean, sustainable wealth with the right assets. So I talked about, you know, owning assets that would give people uh, different streams of income. People, you know, people talk a lot about multiple streams of income. I think that's important from a financial standpoint, those streams of income coming from different places, uh, diversifying, of course, right? O- outside mm-hmm. your primary income stream or your primary business, you need other sources of income. So, so finding those additional assets, uh, which again, I think tangible, it's for me, it's better than financial. That's just my, my, my own preference in, in my experience in life of businesses or real estate. I love that. But I think that the, the other sustainable income streams. Again, I'm just going to fall back on people. When I think about insurance policies, which we all buy insurance, we buy health, yes. disability, we, a property, casualty, we need certain kinds of insurance. My best insurance, James, is really the people I know, because I, I know something happened to me or, you, you know, God forbid, you know, I, you know, a creditor, you know, took, took all my, all my assets, all my money, <laughs> some judgment, mm-hmm. some crazy litigious situation mm-hmm. came up. I would not be afraid. I would not be afraid. It would be, it would be a, a big nuisance. <laughs> It'd be, <pretty> painful <laughs> yeah. not, not to have the assets that I, 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 that are there, but I could rebuild. 
How? Because I know the yes. value I bring and I've got people around me that I've built over the years, a network, a network of people that, that you know, I have confidence in them. They have confidence in me. And there's always a way to put things together if you've, you've, if you've lived a life that way and not just being a soloist in one area. So, so, so two things, one, just, just your network of people, but secondly, multiple streams of income from various assets would be where sustainable wealth, I believe, truly comes from. I really like the fact that you focus a lot, and we've talked about this already, but focus really on, on your, your network as well. How would be some ways that people could start to identify that, that network right now? I'll just take, you know, take you back to, to when I was, you know, leaving my, my practice and professional world, uh, because of my daughter's situation, it, it gave, it gave me that boost. It gave me that, that push to really get real about what was important to me. And it was my daughter's more important. And did I have enough to get, 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 get out of the practice? I had enough, not magnanimous wealth, but I had enough. And so what I, what I did is I, I knew that I was going to do something else. I did know what it was going to be. I had no idea. All I knew was, you know, I've been a dentist and I've learned how to be a real estate investor. That was it you know, kind of binary choices. What, are, what am I going to choose? I, I purposely found some other people and other groups uh, that were really kind of like mastermind groups or where there was a, like a, a variety of different people from all different business backgrounds and entrepreneurs from different areas. And I found that that was very invigorating for me. To, and, and I got a lot of perspective and I got a lot of feedback. And that's what started to give me some clarity on some things I'd figured out, but I hadn't really recognized what those were. And it took a little time and these and other people's feedback to say, hey, David, you have these other these experiences in real estate and kind of putting deals together and you understand financing because you've done that. But you're also a dentist and you have other colleagues who very much like you probably are looking for some some way to 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 slow down transition, not have all their eggs in one basket. Well, why don't you put those two things together? See, I didn't figure that right. out by myself. I had to have other people look at me because when we're in, in our own world. It's like the forest and the trees and, and we're, you know, we're in the situation where we're you know, down in the trees and we can't see the bigger yeah. picture or other people can see better what we can't see and recognize, look, you know, if you just did this, this, you could put those things together, David, um, that, that would be something you ought to look at. And then it's just, it's, it's just try it. Just try some things. Don't take an idea that has to be perfect because it's never perfect. Take an idea and say, I'm going to try this. I'm going to just try it with a small group. Get some feedback to see where is there relevance here, and you'll find yeah. some things that work. And you'll find some things that got well. That wasn't so good. So how do I shift and model? And that was my pathway to do what I do today. It wasn't just an overnight success. It wasn't just I had this vision on a vision board. All of a sudden, I'm going to go that direction. Nope. You have to <laughs> yeah. just learn to. You have to right. I mean, the same thing for your life. You just move through and say what's working, and you meet people and opportunities come up. You say, well, I need to step out and try that. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid if it doesn't work. Yeah. But just try some things because. That's, you know, those, those te- testing, those ideas are what, what will formulate actually what, what is going to work for you long-term. And it's, that's the journey of life. That's the fun part of it is, is not totally knowing exactly where we're going, but being open yeah. to the adventure. Yes. You know, you, you said so many wonderful things there. I wanted to focus on one of the first things you said in, in that, um, in, in those statements was you knew that you had enough. And so when you recognize that you Sometimes we think, oh, I have to have this amount of money to be able to do something. And yes, that may be true for certain things. But when you can recognize that I have enough for a certain period of time and I'm okay with that. To learn how to differentiate between what society says we have to have more and more and more and more, more. And once again, time and place for that versus I have enough for right now to try something new. And I think that a lot of times where people really struggle is because they don't think they have enough and they get caught in that mindset. So you have the ability to say, yes, I have to do something different because Jenna needs my help. 
And so I have enough for now. And so that enough for now sustained it. So you didn't get lost in, oh my gosh, what if I can't do this? What if I can't do this? Because I have enough now. And I think that's a huge lesson for many people is to say, I have enough for right now. So if I have enough for right now and I don't like what I'm doing, let me maybe uh, invest in some of these courses. Let me talk to certain people. Let me do something different. Because, you know, we were talking before when I was on your show is, I settled when I went, um, I, when I was in the entertainment world and I went to psychology, I, I took the quote easy way out and didn't pursue certain things. Now I love how my life turned out. So it's fine for me. But sometimes when we do get stuck in that, make that decision of, I have to do what I've been told to do. And there's a, there's a prime moment of saying, no, I don't have to. And so any of my listeners and viewers right now who are listening to this, I hope you really listen to what David is saying, because if there's a part of me that says, I want something more, I want the sustainable income for, you know, in a volatile world, I want something different. You have to know I have enough for right now to be able to explore something else. It, it is so important. And I, I found this in not only in my life, but with the others that I've had the opportunity to help. You're right. Most of us as entrepreneurs and business owners, we are driven. We are driven, but to what end? And you're right. It's, it's, it's about, do I have enough and I need to build up more? Well, that, when is it ever enough? It never is. It never is. If you look at it that way, if, if we live in a fear-based, never enough, you'll never come up for air. You'll never have the margin or the space or a, be able to create a vacuum, enough room to explore. It's like, well, nope, I got to go back to work. And what we are able to show our, our, our doctors who, just like me, we're just working really hard trying to be, provide that security for my family. When you can actually measure and say, hey, there's enough for today. I love what you said, enough for today, because there's always going to be tomorrow. You don't have to pile it all up today. Just have a run rate that gives you enough for today. Breathe a little bit. Yes. Live life. Spend time with your, <laughs> your family and people that count. Uh, yeah. and explore a little bit more. That's what opens up the door. And we don't give ourselves permission to do that. We do not give ourselves permission. We just keep running, run, run, running. And then we hit age 60 and 65 and 70 and look back and go, what the heck was this all about? And that's not a yeah. good feeling. I don't want people to have that. Yes. And I've had the, I've had the honor and the privilege of going to one of your events of Freedom Founders. And it was so neat to see how some of the, some of the, uh, the dentists in your field, how they made that transition to see the different levels that, of, of individuals that were there and to see the people that first came in versus the people that were already had been there in your, in your organization for a while and just to see the transformation. It was really neat for me to see how people that may have been more downtrodden because they're just so used to certain methodology. And all of a sudden people that have been with your organization longer, all of a sudden are like, oh my gosh, this is very life-changing. So it's really cool. Highly endorse the Freedom Founders and what you do as well. But unfortunately our time is up. We literally flew by because we talk very quickly. <laughs> but if I just want to find, find out more information about you, Dr. David Phelps, and to purchase your book, Own Your Freedom, Sustainable Wealth for a Volatile World, where would they find this information online? Own Your, Own Your Freedom is available on Amazon and it's uh Kindle hard, hard book. And I actually even did the audible. So if you want to hear my, my, my voice, it, whatever speech you want, grab it there. Also freedomfounders.com. Freedomfounders.com is, 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 is the community that I have. And then I also have a podcast, the dentist freedom blueprint podcast. You don't have to be a dentist to enjoy that because we talk about a lot of the things we talked about here today. Excellent. Yes. And I was a guest on that show. So I highly endorse all the things that Dr. David Phelps does. So Dr. David Phelps, once again, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show. My listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll have all of the information there for Dr. David Phelps. Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. Thank you, sir. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. 
If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.